Hi, family, and welcome back to another episode of Normal with Autism, where we are walking with faith on this side of the spectrum. I'm Tara. I'm Sarah. And it is a lovely Sunday afternoon here in Columbus, Ohio, at my kitchen table. It's about ready to storm, maybe. Ooh, I hope so. But that's okay. Do you like storms? I do. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, they're kind of yeah, they're kind of neat. Yeah. I used to be deathly afraid of them when I was growing up. Oh, I always loved them because I'm a weirdo. I was we like, have a covered porch at our house, and I like to sit out there and watch the world be destroyed. With a storm? With storms. Yeah. Are you the weirdo that would stand out and be like, oh, look, it's a tornado? Um, yeah, probably. I couldn't do that. Like, <laughs> I, I was in a tornado once when I lived in Michigan. up. What yeah. happened? Um, I don't really... I was like six. I don't really remember exactly what happened. I feel like we had to go lay down in a ditch, but that... You were outside? Yeah, because I lived in a trailer. Oh, my God. So there's not much you can do with that. Oh, my goodness. We had carpet in our bathroom. It was awful. Um, and I seem to remember <laughs> my mom being like, there's a tornado coming. Go lay in the ditch. But that could be a nightmare I had once. You're not sure. I'm not sure. Mom, could you correct me if you if you hear this? Could you be like, no, Sarah, that didn't happen. That's not how that That's works. That's Twister you're thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> Also, another time when we lived I in that love same that house, movie, oh, by it's the, the best. I love and then the soundtrack with Van Halen. Yes, that oh my gosh, it's the greatest. It is amazing. Okay, go ahead. Um, I forget what I was gonna say. Oh, another time, my mom brought home a snapping turtle for a pet when we lived in that same house. That's the only thing else I remember. Oh, one that's, other thing. That's way far off from the. So my brother story. was like two when we lived there. Yeah, and one time, um. I don't remember why he couldn't take a bath in the bathtub, but my mom gave him a bath in the trash can. <laughs> like the big trash can like that you put out to the road. <laughs> I think was it was it, clean. Was it rubber or metal or No, it was like a like a big trash can. It was like like it was a new trash can. You like hope the big it was one new. with the lid? Oh yeah. He got a bath in that. Okay. That's all all I remember about that. That's time. wonderful. Mhm. Okay. Oh, and my neighbor had a barbie jeep. Okay. <laughs> so we have covered tornadoes, tornadoes, baths and trash cans, snapping turtles, barbie jeeps. We're done. We don't have to do anything else. I think that actually tells a lot about how I ended up the way that I am. I would I would agree with that. <laughs> if I were if I were treating you, if you were in my office and I was treating You're you, like you have some trauma. That would definitely go in your psychosocial history. Oh, it would. That's not even yes. the worst of it. I would definitely put the Barbie Jeep experience, rememory, brother in the trash can, bathtub. Oh, I just remember something else. In Michigan, we (laughs) did not have ice cream trucks. Are we having a session right now? We had snow cone trucks. It was a a snow cone truck. Why did you have snow cone trucks? I don't know, but we didn't have ice cream trucks. Like, when I moved to Ohio, I was like, what do you mean? There's ice cream in there? Yeah. Were no, you, you just more... got co- snow cones. Were you more excited about the ice cream? Were you disappointed they weren't snow cones? I need to understand Listen, this. when I found out that you could get a Donatello ice cream bar with gumball eyeballs. Oh, I remember My those. world opened up. <laughs> I was like, Ohio has push pops? Oh, thank the, you. The rocket pops. The red, white, and blue rocket pops? No, I wanted the orange Flintstones push-ups. They were the best. I'm mad. Oh, my God. I'm And all of a sudden, I'm 10 years old again. See? Thank You're you. Welcome. Thank you for taking me back there. Is anyone still listening? I'm so sorry, guys. 
so sorry. We need to introduce our guest. Oh, we have a guest here today. Because she's losing it right now and she can't laugh because we haven't introduced her yet. I told her not to laugh until we introduced her. Can I introduce her? Please, by all means, go ahead. Please welcome to the show, Jen. I did not bring potato skins. Davis. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Hi. 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 I thought about the potato skins on the way here and I was like, crap. Where where are the potato skins? (laughs) Um, at B-dubs. Yes, exactly. Wherever <laughs> your fine establishment is that you get them from. Applebee's, I feel like, probably has potato skins. They do. Max and Irma's has really good they potato skins. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've had some potato skins, but <clears throat> I listened to your po- last um, podcast, the, and I was like, the sour I need to... <laughs> put to, get, to get potato skins. Yeah. So if you're listening at home, you might hear a dog. You might hear Craig. You might hear kids walking around. Owen's here, so who knows what you'll hear. We have a full house of people. Craig's getting a drink right now at the sink. He just gets some water. He was taking Finny on a walk so that we could... Does that make you thirsty to see him getting a drink? Yes, like, the more water I drink, the more thirsty I am, and I don't don't get it. Gotcha. All right. I'm so thirsty. Well, Jen, welcome back. Thanks. It's good to be back. We're so happy to have you. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. I was excited when um, you guys reached, well, Tara, when you reached out and said, you need to come back. And I was like, okay, when? You're like, Sunday. I was like, done. <laughs> not She's a like, problem. I've got nothing else to do. Right? Exactly. It's a good break from my crazy clan at home. So, yeah. I should really I be welcomed farther it. away or should Jen be closer? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Last oh, time, no, no. you're oh. good. Oh, we're good? Yeah, Last time we recorded, Tara sounded like she was in a different county. <laughs> And I sounded like I was inside of your ear hole. So I'm trying to... The ear hole? I'm trying to balance this out. Well, actually, Jen, yes. If you want to get a little closer, you can bring the mic to you a little bit. There you go. We're so professional. Yeah. We didn't do mic checks before. We're doing them while we record. Keith will... Craig will correct the... um, Because I'm coming in hot. Like, my lines are, like, huge right now. So I'm trying to. We're making up for last time. I'm trying to back exactly. off a little Tara bit there, here. and it's not. Oh. Uh-oh. Oh, Craig's correcting man. as we're going. Here. Yes, he is gonna make it happen. Keith, have you always had a beard? <laughs> is that a wrong thing to say on the podcast? Because I feel like you haven't. Should I Wait, have you? That? He he has mostly had a beard. He yeah. doesn't. He doesn't want to respond to that. Right he now. is. He has mostly had a beard. He did shave it one time. Okay. And it was around... And he looked exactly like Quentin, so he grew it back. <laughs> yes. And I said, don't ever do that again, because mm-hmm. he um, he did it around the Halloween band party, oh. like three years ago, I oh think. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know. And there's a picture of him that mm. Joe posted and, mm. like, put up, and yeah, I'll have to show it to you after we're done. Maybe I'll use that as part of our, um, our, <laughs> our uh, promotion for this oh, episode, is I'll post a Keith, of, or post a picture of Craig. Keith, without his perfect, Keith. without his beard. Yeah. Craig Keith, without his beard. There we go. All right. Okay, we should be good now. Yeah. All right. If not, he can fix it in in post production. He's like, I do not want to have to do that. So <laughs> let's not do that right now. If can you're I... still with us, thank you, thank you. mom. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for making it through. <laughs> right. Um, okay, so let's let's kind of get back on track here. So Jen has joined us again. And Jen, you're here partly because you're our friend. Yep. 
And in our have... quality control. Yep. Jenna's also on quality control. So she's... if this sucks, it's Jen's fault. Totally. She's listened to every episode and she gives us notes afterwards yeah. like, don't breathe in the microphone. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why I'm so far away from mine because I don't want you guys to like fire it back at me. <laughs> no, you're you're good. Okay. You're, yeah, you're good. I'm the one that we're going to have issues with mm-hmm. apparently. So Straight in the ear hole. People mm-hmm. have to turn it up and turn it down mm-hmm. in their cars as they're listening. Um, and... I got a lot of positive feedback on your first episode. Awesome. People really appreciated. I had two people tell me that they really appreciated you coming and asking us questions. Yeah. Because we have a lot of friends that aren't special needs parents mm-hmm. and and some that aren't parents at all. And right. they want to hear what our experience is like. So we're very happy yeah. to have you back. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. It's Yeah, like when I have people like will you subscribe me to the, like, how do I get to this podcast? And I like set it up for them and I'm like, listen to this. And I always pick that episode for them to listen to. Cause I feel like it's a good starting place. Oh, cool. That's awesome. So we'll have to do, we'll have to make sure that's like at the top of the promo list. Yeah. Like listen to Jen's episode. Potato skins and karaoke with Jen. <laughs> yes. People and will be like, this is not in the right place. <laughs> this is not making sense. <laughs> what if they were do? like, oh, I was looking for a James Corden episode. This is not, <laughs> this is not it. I thought we were going to. No car karaoke here. No. I would do it though. Oh gosh. Oh, you would, do, you would, be you good. would kill it. it. Yeah. Jen is one of the worship leaders at our church. And so she's constantly on stage singing her heart out mm-hmm. and we love her for doing that oh thank you so. i love doing it it's so much fun yeah it's awesome but. so do we want to get right into it sure yeah for her to ask us some questions definitely yeah. so i've kind of given you guys a heads up kind of what my icebreaker question's gonna be jen what can i say jen is very proud of her icebreaker question so i love my icebreaker question if you don't if you don't listen past this question at least listen to this question and yeah then you can then you can stop. oh and in normal um well in everyday normal with autism style tara has a notebook full of notes oh my god and i did not read the question <laughs> And no longer have your phone to reference. Oh, and I don't have my phone. I'll give you. Would you like my phone with the questions on it? No, I want to be just as surprised as the viewers are. As As the 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 listeners. listeners. Sorry. No, that's okay. All right. All right. So this is this is a question I actually love to answer myself when people ask me this question. So I'm going to answer it. I was going to say I feel like we need to ask you. I will. I'll answer after you guys answer. So we'll just kind of go around the table. But what is the story behind your kids' names? Okay, you go. Yeah. Sarah's gonna go first. Okay, so I am really into the meaning of names. So Caleb, my oldest, is Caleb Alexander. Caleb means wholehearted, faithful, and Alexander means leader of the people. So wow. he's a wholehearted, faithful leader of the people. That's awesome. Which, if you know Caleb, he's he's basically a golden retriever. Like he <laughs> makes people happy, and he's always smiling. He's just a happy kid, except for. You know, when I make him do something. So wholehearted and faithful, like, that fits him. Um, And then Owen, Andrew. um, Owen means well-born, and Andrew means warrior. So he was a well-born warrior. Oh, wow. Which also really fits him. Mm -hmm. Um, Are you going to cry? No. (laughs) (laughs) I just think that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Apparently I was, like, ready for battle when I was pregnant each time because I... (laughs) I don't know. Um, yeah, so I have my wholehearted faithful leader of the people and my well-born warrior. And he's definitely 
a warrior. So for sure, yeah, that's awesome. I love it. Did Matt give any input into that, or were you just like, I got this figured out? Um, Have no. A seat. Like we we were like pretty set on Caleb like from the get go, mm-hmm. and then Owen we kind of went back and forth. Um, I really liked the name Charlie, and I liked Henry, and he was really voting for some. I don't even remember what name it was. It was some UFC fighter. And I was like, no thanks. Uh, so <laughs> he didn't get that. No. And then we finally decided on Owen. And at the time, I, like, I had worked with one guy named Owen when I was like 15. And I didn't know anyone else named Owen. And so I was like, oh, it's like a unique. Like, I want my kids. I don't want there to be eight of them in one class. Because growing up as a Sarah in the 80s, I can yes. tell you that's not fun. Yeah. But I also wanted them to be able to, like, find pencils with their names on them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we ended up with Owen, and now there's, like, so many Owens. <laughs> so we tried to be ahead of the curve, but we were not. You led the way. For That's the right. Yeah. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. The doctor I work for, he also has a son named Owen. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's older than my Owen. But Owen can't fathom that two people can be named the same thing. Mm-hmm. So he's like, oh, you're Owen from the future. <laughs> gotcha. So, well, I, I guess he was ahead. I me. love the shared experience you mentioned of, like, all of us, like, we can only pick names that, like, we don't know people who are, like, mean or something like right. that. Like, we went through the list. list, list, list right. Yeah. Especially for boys. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe girls were a little easier, but I feel like it's really hard to name mm-hmm. a boy sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, well, for Quentin, um, it was either going to be... Quentin Tadlock Smith or Clayton Dixon Smith. Oh. And I wanted Quentin because we call him like Quinn or like shorten it, that kind of thing. Quentin has something to do with five. I'm not sure. I haven't looked into whatever sacred number type thing that might mean. But it was more for the film director, Quentin Tarantino. Oh, my gosh. Because he's one of my favorite. Oh my I don't know you're going to say that. Film awesome. director. I love I love his movies. So I was like, Quentin's a nice name. <laughs> Not what I was going to say, but it's a nice name. You know, now that I think about it, I think Quentin was the name that Matt wanted. Really? After Quentin the Rampage, blah, blah, blah. The UFC guy. There you oh, go. You can tell Matt he can live vicariously. Yeah. But it's amazing because I started, call, I've never called him Quentin. That he's always got some, I actually call him my bodhicitta, which in um, Sanskrit and Buddhism is um, compassionate heart. Oh. Because he has such a big heart. He does. But people call him like Q and. We call him um, Q Dog. Yeah, Q Dog. I love that everybody gives him, a, and I basically call him Q. Yeah. Um, it's either Q or Bubba. Um, but we did Tadlock for my dad, cause that's my dad's, obviously my last name. Um, and he came out, he looks exactly like my father and he yes, is he my father's mini me. I mean, Aww. it's, they basically are each other's mm-hmm. shadows and same mannerisms, same speech, all that other stuff. So he definitely got a good name for Quentin Tadlock Smith is his cool. name. And then Finian, um, is Irish um, and that came about, we were debating between like Finnegan and some other stuff like that. And Keith landed on Finian and he liked how that sounded. And that celebrates my Irish heritage on my mom's side of my family. Um, and Dixon is her, um, maiden name. Mm. So he's Finian Dixon Smith. And that's kind of how 
I felt honored to take those names and like have those live on. Yeah. That kind of thing. That's so cool. So yeah. That's awesome. So I how, love it. How's yours? I'm so mine like you are Sarah you're all about names that have meaning like yeah. mine is like I love names with a story mm-hmm. and I'm named after my aunt so mm-hmm. my aunt is Jenny like her legal name is J-E-N-N-I-E like not Jennifer and we call her Jenny like my her sister's name, name is, Jenny. is Jenny not Jennifer yeah and that, like it's so funny because like I have another friend whose name is Josh and I'm always like Joshua he's like no like literally my name is just Josh, Josh. I'm like yeah. I didn't know they could do that no my yeah. mom was like <laughs> People are going to call her Jenny. Why would I name her something, something else. else that they're going to shorten? Yeah. Which is funny because we call her Jen. <laughs> <laughs> so I love, I love, like, I'm Jennifer Arlene. So I'm named after my aunt and my mom's middle name is Arlene as well. Mm-hmm. So we'll start with my daughter because that's kind of the given. Her name is Arlene Elizabeth. So when we found out we were having a girl, we had no girl names. We have, like, I have, like, two other boy names ready to go if we have more kids. But we couldn't figure out a first name, something <clears throat> Arlene. And Jared's like, you know, her first name could be Arlene. And I was like, oh, that's great. It could be. <laughs> Elizabeth is my niece's middle name. Um, so, and Jared's great grandma's middle name, I think. Great, great grandma, somewhere down the line. So it's kind of a family name that got tied in. Uh, Duncan is Duncan Michael. And Duncan is my mother-in-law's maiden name. Oh, so Jared, yeah. Or, so yeah, Jared had, you know, the whole Duncan side of the family. So we pulled that name in. I loved it from like day one. I was like, oh my gosh, we have to have a son named Duncan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. And Jared has a cousin, like, let's get really confusing. Jared's mom married. Okay. So Jared, oh gosh, I'm already making this more confusing. It needs to be. So Jared's mom's cousin married Jared's uncle. So they have cousins that married brothers. So, okay. if that makes sense. And one of their kids, his name is Kyle Duncan Davis. Aww. So, like, because her, ma- Tracy's la- maiden name was Duncan as well. So, we were all pulled in that Duncan name. So, he's Duncan Michael, and Michael is my father-in-law's middle name as well. So, I just love Aww. that when people ask that. Like, I know some people are just like, I found a name in a book, and I thought it sounded good. Nothing wrong with that. But yeah. I love it when they have stories and yeah. history behind them. So, I my love it. My mom named me after a Hall & Oates song. <laughs> See? Sarah Smile. Aww. But everyone always sings the other one, the Jefferson the Starship one, oh. when they Sarah, find out my name. Yeah, and I'm like, it's the wrong Sarah. one. That's the wrong one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then I have, I have to wait for them to finish the whole group. verse and then be like, yeah, that's not what I'm named That's after. not the right one. Wait for him to finish and then I tell him. So, was, yeah. That was a great icebreaker like question. Yeah. That was fun. Thank you. You know, yeah, history now. There's ice everywhere. So weird. I shouldn't have said that. That was a weird thing to say. So sorry, listeners. Please stick with us. Or don't. I don't blame you. We're so all over the place. All right. Oh, my gosh. All right. Next question. Do we have ADHD? Should we? That kind of ties into one of my questions. Oh, perfect. Most definitely. So, okay. If you didn't listen to the previous one, you can jump off and go listen to that one and then jump back in and we'll ask more. No, you don't have to do that. But I kind of, when we, you guys first asked me to do this, I had like a list of like 10 questions Mm -hmm. and I think we got through like four of them with the last one. Maybe not even that, but so we're just going to kind of pick up. We'll see what I ask you and we'll see what I don't. So these are just kind of my, um, from a mom with two kids who are neurotypical, you know, not special needs kids in any way at this point in their lives. At least they're both very young. Um, these are kind of just questions that maybe others want to ask and don't know how to ask or don't feel like they're appropriate to ask or they're afraid mm-hmm. to ask or for whatever reason. So here's one for you. What is the one thing that you fear the most for your kid's future? Oh. 
You want to start? You want me to? Mine's a bummer. So, um, I think one of the things that I fear the most when I think about Finn being older is who will be there for him. Like his dad and I are there for him. Mm-hmm. Um, because he, like, I, I talk to God every day and I'm like, make this kid the best version of himself and please, you know, let him speak. Like I, I, I pray every day that he speaks one day. Um, I think about like his independence skills and like, I pray every day that those increase and that we can finally get him fully potty trained and things like that. Um, but I think the thing that I fear the most is that there will not be somebody there to love him mm-hmm. in the future like we love him mm-hmm. and to basically take care of him mm-hmm. because he will need someone to take care of him for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. He will not live independently. Um, and I could be, and I want to be completely wrong about that, but, you know, thinking about where he is now, he will, he will need someone the rest of his life. And when I think, like, when I read the stories, when I think about people, autistic adults, and what they go through now, whether they live at home or in a group home or some type of assisted living facility or something like that, like, the stories just are kind of grim. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of, they're not positive or light and happy. It's... Mm -hmm. It's like real, real life. And so my, my biggest fear is who will be there for him in the future Mm -hmm. and will they love him as much as we do and be able to take care of him like we take care of him Mm -hmm. and give him the best quality of life possible, Mm -hmm. you know? So, I mean, he has his older brother, but we've had conversations about, like, I've asked you, do you want your brother to live with you, you know, when you guys get older? And he's like, Mom, I just, I really don't know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's a very fair answer. Right. I totally respect that. And if you don't want that, he won't have to, you know, after we're gone. Um, so we have to work very hard financially to set things up for both of them. Mm-hmm. Like, when we think about the future, we can't just think about Finn. Like, we have to think about both of them because mm-hmm. Clinton will be his legal person Mm -hmm. um so you know we have to think about that um so yeah I think just the fear that he's gonna have the best life possible Mm -hmm. after we're gone after we're not here anymore um so my biggest fear is that he will end up in prison um and this is more so the um the mental illness side of Owen um, he's at a a high risk of psychosis, bipolar disorder, um, other psychological, you know, diseases as he gets older. Um, so I really don't know what the future holds. I don't think it's going to be better than this. Um, but when you look at statistics of you know, the number of people in jail that have some sort of mental illness or um, some sort of, you know, ADHD or whatever it is, the statistics are really, really high. You know, people get, people that need mental health treatment get prison instead. Like, it's just a fact of our country. Like, it's just the way it is. 
Um, actually, I'd read an article recently where I think it was, it might have been Texas, some state was starting to screen all of their prisoners for ADHD. And it was something like over 50% of them had ADHD. I believe it, yeah. Um, and Owen obviously has ADHD. Um, neurodiverse people are much more likely to abuse drugs and alcohol. Um, people with mental illnesses, a lot of them self-medicate. Mm-hmm. I worry about that. We have a family history of addiction anyway. And then his brain chemistry just makes him predisposed to that. Um, so I worry he's going to be a drug addict. Mm-hmm. I worry he's going to go to prison because he doesn't have impulse control. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't know when is appropriate to do certain things. He doesn't know when to stop. So if a cop comes to him and tells him, put your hands up, hands on your head, follow these directions, he might not do it. Can, and then can I say with that, because this is a very difficult side of what we deal with in our community mm-hmm. in terms of folks who are autistic and then have other kind of what we call comorbid mental illness with that autism. Um, There was a 14, 15 year old guy, kiddo. He, his mom was doing something like across the street and he had the independence enough to be in a park by himself. And she was like, you know, go hang out here and wait for me and I'll, I'll be out in a few minutes and he was walking around doing like his um, stemming, mm-hmm. like his fidgeting kind of stuff. And a cop stopped him because he was a bigger guy, mm-hmm. thought he was on drugs, mm-hmm. forced him to the ground, stayed on top of him mm-hmm. until the mom came over and was like, my son has autism. He was stemming. That's what you think is going on. Yeah. Had to wait until other backup got there. And all the poor <clears throat> kiddo was doing was was stemming yeah you know and so it, we have that that we have to deal with right and then you have owen with his stuff mm-hmm. and some like some really real potential for having those kind of interactions in the future that is a very scary thing right to think about right um yeah and i know that they're doing more and more education with first responders with autism and yes and different things and i'm so glad like Keep doing that. That's awesome. We need it. Right. Thank you. Right. Um, yeah, but I mean, the way things are right now, like, my son's suicidal. Sometimes he's hom- homicidal. I don't know if that's going to be a forever thing or if that's, I mean, we've been dealing with it for years. Um, you know, as it stands right now, when he's 18, he can go buy a gun and there's nothing I can do about it. Mm-hmm. He's a legal adult. Mm-hmm. Not mentally, maybe, but legally, he is. And he can hurt someone, or he can hurt himself, and there's nothing I can do to stop it. Mm-hmm. And it's really scary. Right. So those are the things that keep me awake at night. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and you are, I'm sure you are not alone in that. Right. I'm sure there are a lot of people who will listen to this and be like, yep, we're right there with you. Yeah. yeah. And I want to be, you know, I want to be optimistic, but that's honestly not who I am. Um, I'm more of a realist than anything. So... You know, it's Owen. He might surprise us all, and he might be totally fine mm-hmm. and end up, you know, a CEO of some place. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I. that's the reality I'm looking at. Well, and you have to have that type of 
reality in your purview because you have to be able to plan for his future. Right. You have to think of, okay, if we're still dealing with him being suicidal, what's that going to look like as he gets older? Right. And you have to be able to come to terms with that and have a plan for that. So it's really easy to keep him safe when he's eight and depends on me for everything. But as but, he gets older. Yeah, mm-hmm. when he's 21, it's like, I'm going to the bar. You know, right. There's nothing I can do about it. Right. What? I don't know. What do we do? Yeah. yeah. This is kind of a part B on this question. I know that you guys have talked a lot about how lucky we are to be as close to Nationwide Children's as yes. we are. Yes. yes. And I will proudly, woo woo, I work there. Yay. Like, But they're building, you know, a $50 million behavioral health hospital Which right now. Which is amazing. And it is. Do you think... Part of do you think that we are making strides in the right direction with something like that? And keep in mind, this is only Columbus. I don't know how many other, if any other, behavioral hospitals of this magnitude exist in this country or in the world. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Do you think that is helping or will be helpful to you guys to help alleviate any of your future fears? Like to help Owen mm-hmm. as he gets older and you know it hits that 16, 17, 18, and he's hitting adulthood, he's doing all these things. Like, do you think that they're moving in the right direction or do you think that there are things like they're doing great but we really need to see more for this age group or for these types of things like do you think it's we're going the right way or do you think we're we want to be going the right way and we're standing still and we're not actually making progress yeah no I think that this is a great start you know the fact that they're investing in mental health is incredible like Mm -hmm. places don't do that right um you know, and the fact of the matter is, autism's not going away. Mental illness is not going away. Right. Um, you know, and it, research shows that earlier you can intervene. Early intervention is really key to mm-hmm. making sure that these kids are successful later in life. So I think it's wonderful that they are expanding. Um, the new building is beautiful. Owen's um, developmental pediatrician is in the new building, and it's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, I really hope that it's you know, reduces wait time to get help. You know, Owen waits for four days for a bed when he needs Mm -hmm. acute care. Hopefully it helps alleviate some of that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's great. I'm so happy that it's happening. Where a lot of the, um, the need is, there are not a lot of services out there for adults with autism. Mm -hmm. Um. So I think that they're doing the right thing by starting with, you know, starting young so that they can get these services that they need so that hopefully they'll be more independent when they're older. Um, But for the people that have, you know, the caregivers now that have adults with autism, there's not a lot out there for them. Um, So I think we need to be investing in both adult and pediatric services. That is um, something I've heard. I have a, a friend, other friends that have kids, and they're older than yours. Um, one of my friends, his son, her son is sixteen, and that's one thing. She's like, when they hit like thirteen, it's like everything stops. Yeah, you know, there you you might have like groups that you can go to or activities and things like that, and then it's kind of they hit this certain age, and it all just where what do I what do I do? How, he doesn't want to hang out with me. I'm right. his mom. You know, right. he, how do I? So I I've heard that across the board that yeah and even if those services are available in the state of ohio insurance is only required to cover them until the age of 13 right um you know autism doesn't go away at 13 right mental illness doesn't stop at 13 yeah um 
you know, so I applaud children's for thinking ahead and getting this done. Um, it's just, it's incredible. And I'm so proud to, you know, I'm not a part of it, but. (laughs) But you are, you know, like. We're I the think families that make it up. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I think it's it's kind of one of those things like I'm a part of it in a way that I wish I maybe wasn't a part mm-hmm. of it. You know, like you never want kind of that to be your story, but mm-hmm. it definitely is. And like we were talking even before we started w- recording, autism is not the worst thing that could happen to your no, child no, by any means. No, so no. your part in this story is literally leading the way to make it so like a whole other process in 10 years for mm-hmm. parents who get this diagnosis or something else. Mm -hmm. So I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so too. Yeah. And children's has a whole, um, they have a whole campaign right now for, you know, mental illness, behavioral health. Um, it's called on your sleeves on our, on our sleeves, on your, on your sleeves, on your sleeves. Um, hashtag on your sleeves. Our friend Roy did the website. Yeah, he did. I was going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Go Roy. (laughs) And they are, using this campaign to raise awareness and to end the stigma of mental health. There Mm -hmm. is nothing to be ashamed of. Right. Nothing at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And even when you drive by, when they're doing the construction, you know, they have like the banners out, like, you know, one in 55 children have some kind of diagnosis. You know, they have like, the statistics, they have statistics Mm -hmm. on their banners. Like they're raising awareness that way. Mm -hmm. So someone driving by is like, Oh, I didn't know that. Hashtag on our sleeves. So on it's our on sleeves. our sleeves and it's one in five kids has a mental illness. Yes. So on our sleeves. And if you go to nationwidechildrens.org on our sleeves, it will show you how you can get involved. There's the butterfly run. Yes. And we did that last year. And I would encourage anybody listening to get involved in that because that helps contribute to the new building mm-hmm. and the, the mental uh, health, the health yeah. all the way. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. We're very lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have anything to add to my question about? I, I, I think she's right on the money with the adults. I'm, I am terrified for when Finn starts to age out of services. Mm -hmm. Um, I have no idea what that's going to look like. Mm -hmm. Um, And you have to think about the generation that came before us. You know, in the 80s, they were still blaming moms saying that your child has autism because you're a refrigerator mother that you were cold to your your child, that you didn't give them love. That was in the 80s. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we are not that far off from still not understanding Mm -hmm. autism. Mm -hmm. And we are really far behind when it comes to helping autistic adults and honoring who they are as individuals. Mm -hmm. And and I think if anything, we need um, autistic adult programming support Everything we need, we need to throw everything, yeah, at at autistic adults mm-hmm. and and give them support and love and care and they are worthy to be here and dignity and dignity, yeah. Um, because how how families are treated when kids are younger is is kind of terrible anyway. Mm-hmm. But then as it as the kiddo gets older, it just it it almost gets worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like this sweet spot between you know, like I shared last week. With Owen's diagnosis story, he was too young to get the things he needed. Right. And then before too long, he'll be too old. So right. there's like this sweet spot of like, you know, seven, eight years when you have to get like all your treatment in. Right. Right. 
So kind of tying into the idea of like older, you know, this as, as your kids get older, as they age out of things, like I have, <laughs> I think for us, at least my generation, mm-hmm. um, like autism was kind of one of those things that like, I don't think I heard about it until I was in like high school. Like right. what is autism? And right. I didn't even know. And it's like the more that I learned about it or came, you know, met kids that have it or parents that have children that have been, children that have been diagnosed, you know, I see them and they tell me about, you know, all uh, my child has, you know, sensory issues or it's loud noises or it's this mm-hmm. or it's that and, and, and these different things. And I just can't help but like look at the people around me and mm-hmm. I'm like, we're all on the spectrum. Like, would that is my next question. Would you guys agree or disagree? Like to an extent, everybody, I've heard this, I've, I've heard people say it before, like everybody to one extent or the other could probably take a test. And I know like you, you can't really take a test mm-hmm. or I don't know, maybe you can, who knows? Um, I know nothing about it. So that's why I'm asking you guys these questions. Like, and somebody would say, yeah, you are very low on the spectrum or you're in the middle or you're here, but mm-hmm. maybe because you dealt with it a different way and you didn't handle it this way, like it kind of went off the radar. Like you right. never really, or maybe it was just because of the time because like you said, in the 80s, like, somebody doing something that they would do now, it didn't raise any red flags. That right. was just how that child was. Right. So, yeah. they just, yeah. Would you agree or disagree? I'm just going to crack my knuckles here. Go uh, right on. you want to respond first? Yeah, okay, girl. Um, well, you know, I hear this a lot. People, you know, I tell people my son has <laughs> autism. Oh, we're all a little autistic. Which, everyone has their quirks. Everyone has their weird little idiosyncrasies. I'm not denying that. Um, But when you compare, if you're neurotypical and you're comparing yourself to my son with moderate autism that affects his everyday life and you're trying to say it's the same thing, that's disrespectful to me. Um, We have a visitor. Hi, guys. My name is Owen. You guys have been talking about me, so... Duh. <laughs> Thanks, Owen. <laughs> that was Owen Sell, our special guest. Um, <laughs> yeah, everyone, you know, everyone is not on the spectrum. Everyone's not a little bit autistic. Okay, sorry. My son needed to come tell me that he's bored. Um, we'll go ask... Why is Quentin to do something with you? We're playing a phone. Just call me or, names. Okay, play over there. Sorry, guys. Real life. Hashtag mom stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Apologize. Hashtag real life. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, I don't even know what I was saying. Oh, Disrespectful. Yeah. Well, not even so much. Just, yeah. Whatever. I said that's that, that's what I said. I said yeah. it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> She's like, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Yeah. You know, because what you're doing is you're downplaying that person's, you know, struggles and successes by, I don't know. That's all I have to say. <laughs> no, it's totally I don't know what sense. else to say. You want me to pick up? Yes, please. <laughs> I, I I agree. And I think, I, I think part of the problem comes from the history of the autism diagnosis. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm just going to put it out there. Um, the mental health profession is not a perfect profession. It's the art of practicing therapy for a reason. And what's happened over the years is, well, so we'll say over the last 
How many years has it been since World War II? Like 70, 80? Uh, well, D-Day was in 1944. Do you hear? Oh, that's right. You're the history uh-huh. person. Um, so what's happened is that over the last 80 or so years, the um, criteria for autism has um, expanded, contracted, expanded, contracted, expanded to the point where... So Owen's really bored, so Sarah's going to go take care of that for a second, and I'm going to finish answering, and we're good. She's good. So the the criteria has expanded, contracted, expanded, contracted. Um, and the, the book that I want to encourage everybody to check out is a book called Neurotribes by Steve Silberman. And that's um, S-I-L-B-E-R-M-A-N, Steve Steve Silverman, Neurotribes. He talks about this, Mm -hmm. and he talks about how that definition has gotten bigger, shrunk, gotten bigger, shrunk, to include lots of different things, but then also to exclude lots of different things. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's part of where maybe society at large comes in and says, like, oh, we're all a little spectrum or we're all on the spectrum that kind of thing mm-hmm. um because they see stories like like well amy schumer her mm-hmm. husband mm-hmm. she came out and she said her husband's on you know has autism or is mm-hmm. autistic and i think people see that and they're like oh well if they've got this i experienced that so mm-hmm. i must have a little bit of that as well right. you know that kind of thing right um so it can downplay it can be disrespectful mm-hmm. um but at the same time i think people just kind of take that surface information that they get maybe like on the tv or mm-hmm. here on the radio and they don't really dig a lot deeper right than than what they're seeing yeah so i think it can be difficult um maybe people maybe not so much being disrespectful they're just like Oh yeah, I'm a part of the conversation. You know, right. I know I know what you're talking about too. Yeah. yeah. So that could be part yeah. of it. What, did, okay, it, sorry, I'm back. <laughs> you're fine. I have something else to say. Oh, you're good. Go ahead. Um, along those same lines, um, I do love it when um like we see this a lot in our autism groups. Um, parents when their kids diagnosed, when they learn the symptoms, they're like, you know what, my grandpa acted like that yes or my aunt or you know they start um you know kind of piecing it together on you know I bet so-and-so would be diagnosed like have a family history yeah yeah Yeah. um Anthony Hopkins of Silence of Lambs fame was diagnosed with autism at the age of 72 wow and that is so interesting yeah one of the things that made him such a great actor was the fact he had autism like he could get in their brain Mm -hmm. Because that was his, like, hyper-focus, mm-hmm. and that's what made him so great. Well, and I can look at, um, and Craig Keith will probably kill me for telling this story, but I am not allowed to pick out, like, if we go buy new bed sheets, I cannot pick them out. Because he has to have a certain type of feeling of fabric, or mm-hmm. it will make his teeth hurt. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then he cannot sleep in our bed. <laughs> okay? <laughs> so when I say things like, it's a little spectrum in our house... Uh-huh. Like, I understand Mm -hmm. where that's coming from Mm -hmm. because I look at Keith and I'm like, oh, my gosh, basically it's Finn, Mm -hmm. you know, but you can talk and you can Mm -hmm. tell people what's going on. 
and Quentin has said stuff before like I can't listen to this song the way it's done because the notes are different from what I sing in choir and it hurts my head mm-hmm. you know like and I had never experienced anything like that before mm-hmm. before being married to that guy and then having these two kiddos mm-hmm. so right. I, you know I don't know yeah I mean Maybe. all that said like it is a spectrum you know, it's all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe everyone is somewhere on the spectrum. No, maybe. But, but I, can, I completely see where you're coming from, though. Like, if somebody kind of, like, downplays it. Oh, oh, we're all on the spectrum. Kind right. of that kind of mentality. Like, it's not a big deal. Right. Like, right. Mm, I think there's a lot that comes with how people speak to you about it. How they're, you know, how yes. that even comes across. Mm-hmm. That can definitely come across as more, like, you don't even understand right. like, what you right. just said to me. Exactly. So. Or if you want to say something like that, make sure you're coming from a place of compassion and right. empathy instead of, you know, judgment. Yeah. Because I'll punch you in the face. Right. Did any either one of you ever watch the show Parenthood? Yes, I love that so show. So Hank, the, the Ray Romano's character, Hank, in one of the episodes, like, gets a book. You know, he becomes best friends with the one kid whose name I can't remember. I just pulled up the cast and I can't remember. Anyways, he's reading this book about... I don't even know if it was about autism or it had to have been about autism in some way because he's reading through it and he's just like highlighting, highlighting, mm-hmm. highlighting all these things. And he ended up going to his ex-wife and apologizing like for his behavior because he's like, I think this is me. Like it was like this light bulb went off with him. So mm-hmm. that kind of stuff I think definitely happens in real life where people kind of realize what people have just perceived as weird or that I'm antisocial or that I'm awkward or whatever. Like there's actually an explanation for it. Right. So. Yeah, it's not mm. all my personality. Like, yes, it's my brain. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, okay, we're gonna um, hit it home with the last big question. I think we have a one one big question. We have one big question. Okay. Go so for it. I want to ask you guys: um, dun, 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 What dun. are your thoughts, or what research have you even done yourself regarding vaccines? And autism, and I will. And we've already kind of discussed before we started. All the air just left the room. <laughs> we, we all just went. <gasps> we all between the three of us, we have six kids. We each have two kids. All six have been vaccinated. Correct. So we'll just start there and like get that covered. So and of the six, two are autistic. Yes. 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 So take it away. Your opinions, your research, however you want to see. Like what are and and I will and I even told you guys this too. Like I know. I have not researched it at all. Vaccines to me just made sense. I got vaccinated as a kid. So did my husband. We decided we would vaccinate them. Probably the biggest thing that we did with our pediatrician was we spaced them out versus them going in and saying, okay, you're going to get three vaccines. We, we would say, no, we only want to do maybe one. Mm. And my pediatrician was great to say, as long as they're caught up by the time that they're five and go into pre or into kindergarten, and they fall, you know, we put, we do them in the right order. Mm-hmm. We're fine. So we mm-hmm. can do this. And there's how many people, raise your hand if you've ever taken your child to a well visit and they're like, hey, they have an ear infection. They're not getting anything today. Yeah, right. You're like, okay. So things have gotten pushed back naturally anyway. So that's, that's like literally the end of my mm-hmm. research thought, anything with it. But I know it's just been a hot topic and people go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Social media is a great platform for people to share their thoughts. Oh sure my goodness. I don't so even know. I will let you guys, whoever wants to lead the way here. Do you want me to? Um, well, I'll start? be, I'll be honest because Tara has a page of notes. Oh, I do. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll be honest. I, um, I vaccinated my kids because that's what I was supposed to do. I didn't think anything of it. And at the time, like my kids are 10 and eight, 
there wasn't as much talk about it. Um, Jenny McCarthy did her little thing, but other than that, mm-hmm. there wasn't a ton of info. Um, and I didn't research it a lot. I didn't know I was supposed to. Um, and I, I don't research it now because it stresses me out. It is um, stressful. It is. I don't yeah. think anybody talks about that, just how stressful mm-hmm. it yeah. is. Um, you know, I'm friends with several people on Facebook that uh, don't understand why I would ever vaccinate my kid. A lot of my friends are anti-vaxxers. Um, and they like to post a lot of things. And here's the thing. My kid's vaccinated. There's nothing I can do about it now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm... All it does is make me feel guilty. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't go read every article that people post um, because it's discouraging mm-hmm. to me. But I will say I fully support people having the option. Do what's best for your family. Mm-hmm. Do your thing. Do not, when you find out my kid has autism, do not say, Oh, because you vaccinated them? Mm-hmm. Do not say something ignorant like that. Mm-hmm. Do not tell me that my kid deserves autism mm-hmm. because he was vaccinated. Don't don't be a jerk. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the main thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I fully support your decision to do what's best for your family. Um, you know, the government should not be taking that away. Uh, just please... Be compassionate. You know, same thing before. If you're coming from a place of education, if you're coming from a place of, um, you know, if that's where you're coming from, great. If you're just wanting to make me feel bad, don't do it. I don't want to hear it. I'll punch you in the face once again. (laughs) Um, And there's worse things your kid could be besides autistic. It's not the end of the world. It's not a tragedy. Yeah. So, um, okay, where do I even want to start? Because you were, I mean, you were saying all the things. Um, So the current number of kids with autism is 1 in 59, Mm -hmm. right? And everybody... And what's the rate in boys? Because it's lower. Is it? I thought it was higher in boys. Right, like the rate... Because boys are more likely to be diagnosed than girls. Right. Isn't the rate... Never mind. We should talk about that before, I guess. According to the CDC Uh of their study in 2018, it was one in 59 births. Okay. So boys and girls, one in 59. Okay. Because you are born with autism because it's a genetic disorder. Right. And so everybody loses their mind when they hear that number and they immediately go to that number and say, oh my gosh, it's gotten so, you know, worse because it used to be one in 68. And before that, it was like one in 100 or one in 21. Like the number has gotten more intense over the last, I've been following this for like seven years. Um, Cause that's, you know, when we started with Finn's journey. Um, and I want to, I want to say that I come with no animosity towards anybody. Okay. Um, that's not what this is about. Um, I will listen to both sides because I, I like to believe that I am a person of science. And when you, when you believe in science, you, you have to listen to both sides. You're not, you're not there to gather evidence just to support your side. You have to hear both arguments, right? 
So I will read the articles. I will listen to the documentaries. I will check out the books from both sides because I think that's important. Um, I will say with our current scientific knowledge base that we have, there is no support to show that vaccines cause autism. And that is my stance according to the current scientific knowledge base we have. And I would love to direct everybody to a frontline special on PBS um, called The Vaccine War. They did it in 2010 and then they updated it in 2015. So I would encourage everybody to watch that because it speaks heavily on the scientific basis. It cites a lot of good studies that are out there and it breaks down the arguments on either side. Part of the problem with the argument on the anti-vax side is that they continue to move the goalpost of what they want to see to prove that vaccines cause autism. Because there have been studies done that show that vaccines do not cause autism, and then the person who is what we call an anti-vaxxer will turn around and say, well, okay, well, that study didn't show it, but then what about this? Like, we, we showed that the, the MMR vaccine didn't cause it, well, now it's the schedule of vaccines, or it's how many vaccines you receive. So they continue to move the goalpost on, on what they're looking for is problem number one. Problem number two is that folks like in that camp will ask for what they call a double-blind placebo study. And essentially what that is, let's say we're, we're involved in the study. Sarah and I are involved in the study. And we're going to go to a doctor and the doctor's going to look at Sarah, and he's going to say, I'm going to give your kid these injections. We don't know if it's a vaccine, or we don't know if it's a saline injection, but we're going to sign you up for this study, and we're going to follow you for five years and find out what happens. And then they're going to look at me, and they're going to say the same thing. So the doctor wouldn't know if you're getting a vaccine, if your kid's getting a vaccine, or if my kid's getting the vaccine, or if your kid's getting the saline injection, or if my kid's getting the saline injection. Now, let me ask you this. What parent in their right mind would sign their kid up for that kind of study? Exactly. Would you do it? Mm-mm. Would I do it? I was just thinking that. Would you Why do would it? Why would you do that? But okay. No, no. There will never be, according to current ethical standards of scientific rigor, a double-blind placebo study to sign kids up for whether or not they're going to get vaccines on a certain schedule or not, and then follow them that way. That would be probably one of the ideal ways to do it. It's not going to happen in our lifetime because no parent I know would step up willingly and put their child's life on the line, not knowing if they're getting an actual vaccine or if they're getting the saline injections to to follow that and not being vaccinated. Nobody's going to do that. Mm -hmm. So we have to study it a different way. And that's what that frontline investigation did. So I really want to encourage people to check that out. I want to encourage you to check out that. If you you are concerned about this vaccine debate, I want you to encourage you to check out Neurotribes by Steve Silberman. I mentioned it now for the second time. And I want you to think about some different numbers. I want you to think about this. The average age of a person who is autistic, that the average age of death is anywhere from 36 to 59 years old. Is 36. Can I ask, is that, is that like health related or? There are several factors that go into it. 
Some are uh, seizures, like other medical diagnoses, mm-hmm. um, injury, mm-hmm. right? So we hear a lot about a kid's wandering away or eloping and then they'll get injured and die. Abuse is highly prevalent mm-hmm. in our community. Murder by caregivers, mm-hmm. okay? So if, you, if your main concern, if we're focused on this vaccine debate, what are we ignoring? We are ignoring that so many of our artistic adults are not getting what they need Mm -hmm. and that their average age of death is anywhere from 36 to 59 years old. That's scary. Mm -hmm. That's very, very scary. And then I want you to think about this. It will cost $2.4 million to raise someone with an intellectual disability. $2.4 million. Okay, if we're paying attention to the vaccine debate, what are we ignoring? We're ignoring that there are 35 percent of adults with autism, autistic adults who will not have a job or post high school education. Thirty five percent. I couldn't find this particular number, but there are anywhere from 80 to 90 percent of autistic adults living at home. And they will for their, the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. So if we're paying attention to this vaccine debate, which has proven time and time again to be a null debate, right? One that, why are we throwing money and time and research at it, right? When we need to be paying attention to these other numbers that are way more scary, way more significant, way more important, and we're ignoring them because we're concerned that the vaccines, which we know, do not cause autism are out there, right? And that's a scary thing that we're ignoring those other numbers when we're paying attention to this debate, when we're throwing time, energy, media attention to it. That's so scary to me, yeah. right? So whatever side of the debate you fall on, I'm going to respect your opinion. I would encourage you to check out some of these things that that I put out there because to me, the idea that the average age of death is so low that most autistic adults won't have a job, they won't have post-secondary education, they'll be living at home. Those are all things that are way more worrisome mm-hmm. to me. So that's where I'm at Definitely. with that. Yeah, that's huge. That's, a, that's like, you just dropped some knowledge right there. Boom. Boom. All right. But it's, it was, I mean, that's awesome. I knew none of that. Like, I can safely walk out here and tell you, like, I didn't know those stats. I had no idea that that was the average, like, age of death. And, and like, I think I'll, kind of unintentionally a lot of our focus has been on what happens when they get older. And that's a huge thing. It's like, there is massive. so much that, like you said, we're missing. We're missing mm-hmm. the mark by focusing on something that we should be moving on past. So... That right. Was, that was awesome. I have no idea how long we've been recording. Have we been recording for a long time? We're done. And okay. I do I do want to <laughs> say one more thing. If I'm wrong, I want to be wrong. Mm-hmm. Because if all if all it was was that vaccines cause autism, hella frickin' Luya. Mm-hmm. We That's figured it out. Facts. We're mm-hmm. done. We don't have to worry about it. Let's make it happen. Mm-hmm. That apparently is not the case. Yeah. yeah. So Please believe me when I say I, I will listen to both sides of the story and just know that I'm, I'm pointed towards the scientific. Yeah. And if you are against vaccines, 
we're not mad at you. We don't hate you. We don't begrudge you that. We're just asking that you also educate yourself about these other things too. Right. Exactly. And that you do it in a respectful manner. Right. Yes. There is a lot that can be accomplished with a discussion, not an argument. Exactly. So that seems to be the... And I'll also say that pro-vax people are just as freaking bad. Yes. Oh, yes. They're, I've seen yeah. people say, you know... Horrible things. Horrible. Like, we have to be better. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, people have to be better yes. to each other. Yeah. yeah. What is wrong with us? Yeah. I'm talking to myself, too, because I've talked about punching people multiple times. <laughs> you did. We're, Sarah's going to retract those statements. I will not retract them. Oh, okay. I will warn you. I will, yeah. you in the face. I will retract my fist if you come at me. Um, can we end, actually, on one other question that you have for us? Oh, yes, definitely. That you, because that was kind of a heavy, yeah. heavy way to end. Um, I kind of like the... If we wore signs oh, yeah. that described who we are, what would ours what yeah. would ours say? Oh. Think Do of it think of it in your Twitter world that we live in, you know, 140 characters or less. That's all you got to yeah, it's all you have. If you could have a sign yeah. that could describe who you are, what would your say and what would your kids say? The kids or we signs. you want to do the kids or do you want to do yourself? Well, I have several tattoos already <laughs> that say what I'm about. So what would your sign say? Um, mine would just say, like, about myself or about my, yeah, about, about my you. kid. Yeah, about you. Mine would say that I am a warrior for my son. Mm-hmm. Like, I do what needs done, and I want to make sure he has the best life mm-hmm. that he can have, and that I will fight for him mm-hmm. day in, day out, because he is Worth the fight, which is what one of my tattoos says. <laughs> Sarah would be, I'm going to give a shout out to one of our um, uh, bad, bad with herself, bad with yourself, mamas. <laughs> I didn't want to say something else because I don't have to edit this later. Um, her, her name is Jen and she's with Sassmaster yes. Designs. She does the t-shirts. And your yours would say overcomer because she had that T-shirt and it has the mountains on it. Yes, I love so that one. So we're gonna give a shout out to her because that would be your sign, overcomer for sure. Aww. I see that. Thanks. So mine would say what my tattoo says. It says someday this pain will be useful to you, mm. and it literally like the pain that we've gone through with this journey so far. It's all been useful. It's mm-hmm. all been used for good. Mm-hmm. You know. So, yeah. Awesome. What would your say? Oh no, I don't know. I didn't. I don't have to answer these. <laughs> She's like, no, I'm good. Thanks. I'm good. I don't know. I'm like, I'm sitting over here, kind of struggling. Like, what would mine say? Like, well, you're I don't gonna? Know. Are you gonna think about it and let us know? Yeah, sure. I'll Yours would just be piles of potato skins. Yes, exactly. Singing potato skins. Singing potato skins. Yeah. <laughs> you need a singing potato skin t-shirt. <laughs> the best. I love it. Oh I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it. Should All we right. get more tattoos soon? We yes. should. Yeah. Are so, you going to come with us to get one? I'm with us, years. man. I need one. A friend of mine just sent me. She got a tattoo on her leg. Her son's name is Judah, and it's it's. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher it. It means something about lion, like. And so she he passed away when he was two of cancer, oh. and oh so he got gosh. she got a lion on her leg, and I'm like, she she sent me a picture of it. I was like, oh my gosh, no, I want a tattoo, but yeah. All right. Well, it's we're amazing. gonna have to hit the stop button, okay. and we can talk about our tattoos. So thanks, thanks for sticking with us, guys. Yeah, Sorry, yes. that was a roller coaster. <laughs> like Jen, it. thanks for coming back. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. All right. Take care, guys. Yeah.